Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Grizzly Adams. Alongside me today, my brother, not as Grizzly Adams. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing less hairy than you are. You yeah, need a you comb? Like you got to comb that shit, bro. You can't oh, even yeah. do this. You just you need a comb. Oh, no, I do. I, I comb it when I'm in the bathroom. Like in the morning when I wake up, I got to comb it, comb it down. Comb it and you need to dye it because it's fucking everywhere. It's black, white. I mean, it's, I mean, those are the only two colors, but. No, there's some red in there too. Yeah, you need to dye it. I would dye it if I were you. Nah, bro. I would leave your head salt and pepper and then, you know, go fucking James Harden, you know? You know what would That's be cool? What you, do. you know what would be cool is if I I dyed my hair all black and then the beard all white. Go go do it. <laughs> That'd be dope. Or 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 vice versa. Right? Yeah, I mean dye the hair all white. Hey man, you you're good with uh you're good with uh graphics and stuff. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Take a picture of this, you know, take a snapshot of me doing this podcast. And uh, and then you know do it both ways hair all white all right. beard all black or hair all black beard all white that'd be pretty cool. I think you should try it at least for one episode. I mean it's it's fucking hair dye. It'll come it'll come right off. No man, I don't think it works that way. You want to spray paint it? Get that like that mascara spray shit so that it looks yeah, thicker. Bro. Yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> You're crazy, man. You're crazy. All right, man. That's, that's no, enough hair salon talk for this episode. The only thing crazier than your talk about my beard is your talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now we're looking at 9-0. 9-0. have a three-game lead over the Baltimore Ravens. You're still going to tell me they're not a contender. Are we? St- are, so you're telling me that we're going to get excited over beating – a rookie quarterback who didn't have all his weapons and the defense ain't that good. Is that what we're going to get excited about today? Because that's no, no. the last game I even want to talk about. No, no. I'm not, I'm not excited about them beating the Bengals. I'm excited about the fact that they've strung together nine straight wins. They're I mean, a contender. They are for real. It's, look, we're, this isn't week three where they won their first three games and you say, oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I said they were pretenders back then. I know, but it, but it's not three weeks now, right? Now we're talking about the real deal. Nine games, more than half the season. They haven't had the hiccups, right? Like, even good teams have a hiccup every now and then. They haven't had it. The Ravens are a really good football team. They had a hiccup last night against the Patriots in New England, a not good Patriots team. I'm telling you, the Steelers are for real. You have to stop bashing the Steelers. They're contenders. Hashtag pretenders all the way, man. I told man, listen, cash me in the playoffs. Then we start talking. How many? Until then, here's my really, here's my question. Here's my question. How many teams do you genuinely think could make the Super Bowl right now from the from the AFC? Dis- we already discussed this. We discussed this already. How, how many do you give a legitimate shot? What, in the AFC? Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Besides the Chiefs, I don't see else making the Super Bowl. You don't give anybody a legitimate shot except for the Chiefs. To make the Super Bowl out of the AFC? Right. right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, I mean, I if, that's, if, if that's your – I mean, if, that, if you genuinely believe that there's only one team that can make the Super Bowl, then, yeah, I guess everyone else is a pretender. I, I disagree with I you, mean, but you're crazy. I just don't see – the 9-0 and record is nice, but I don't think they are – the Bills are a contender to me. Now, wait a minute. No, 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 no. The Bills seem like a contender. No, no, no. You, you can't – you The can't. Pittsburgh Steelers are smoke and mirrors, bro. You can't – no, you, the Bills are not I, contenders. I think, they, I think they choke in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I think they choke in the playoffs. The, the Bills are not contenders because you said there's only one team – that has a legitimate shot to make the Super Bowl, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what you just okay. said. So the Bills would also be pretenders. If you follow me on Twitter, I have tweeted plenty of times. I got it broken down. Super Bowl, contender, pretender, and dark horse. And the Buffalo Bills, to me, are a contender. Everybody's picking the Steelers because it's the Steelers and they're 9-0. and I'm not picking, so, I'm not, I'm not picking the Steelers. I'm just I saying, didn't say you were. I said everybody else right. is picking the Steelers because I, they're the Steelers. I think they have a legitimate shot to make it to the Super Bowl. Just like I think the Chiefs have a legitimate shot, and I think the Bills have a legitimate shot. After that, uh, you know, like I don't have a ton of faith in Indianapolis or Tennessee. I have a little bit of faith in Baltimore. They're probably the fourth team that I would throw in there. But that's about it, right? I don't trust the Raiders. I don't trust the Browns. I don't trust the Dolphins. I don't trust the Patriots at four and five. I mean, I don't trust any of these other teams, right? Yeah, Ed, Ed, look, we may not trust some teams, but they're still pretty de- – like like the Miami Dolphins are playing really good football right now. Right. That, that right. defense is like legit. Right. And I'm not saying they're going to make – I'm not saying they're going to make the Super Bowl – but that is a team. Listen, bro, this is the fucking NFL. Any given Sunday, the fucking Giants beat right. the Eagles, who haven't beaten them in like years. One yesterday. Right. It, it, this is, you know, we, we can right. say that there's going to be teams that are not Super Bowl contenders, but there are teams that can bust a bracket and then just go on a fucking run and maybe not make the Super Bowl, but make the, the conference championship game. You well, know that's what I my, mean? But that's my point, right? The Chiefs, right, but a team like the Dolphins, you're not you're not saying they're going to make the, the conference championship game, but that's no. a team that could that could possibly go on a run and make it. No, no, yeah, absolutely. But but here's here's my here's here's the difference between what I think is a contender to make the Super Bowl and not a contender. I think the Dolphins could score an upset and knock out the Steelers. Right? It could happen. Of course, it could happen. They could knock off the Ravens or they could knock off the Chiefs. But I don't expect them I – don't, I don't have any faith that Miami can win two games in the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. And actually, in their case, they'd have to win three games, right, because they're not going to get the bye. So that's my point with the Steelers. The Steelers right now are sitting in a position where they only have to win two games, and I, and I can see them winning two games. I can see them beating the Bills – in Pittsburgh. I can see them beating the Chiefs in Pittsburgh. I can even see them going to Buffalo and winning. 
or going to Kansas City and winning. I think they're that good of a football team. But I don't – But to, so to me, that's a legitimate contender, a team that I can see winning two or three football games to get to the Super Bowl. And, and so in that category, I put the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Bills. And the Ravens and the Bills, to me, are, are tied for third. But I think, the, to me, 1 and 1A, one the Steelers and the Chiefs. Look, I didn't believe in the Steelers when they were 3-0. and But at 9-0, they've proven they can play week in and week out. They're a damn good football team. They're good on both sides of the ball. They can run the ball when they need to. They can throw the ball for offense. Again, if they stay healthy, man, that is a super tough out for anybody. Could it happen? Of course it could. But that doesn't change the fact that right now, I think they're a legitimate contender to make it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Yeah. The thing I, I keep in mind, too, with the NFL is it's a week-to-week league. Like, like the Ravens right now, like, weeks ago, the Ravens were contenders. I, I And right now, I don't think – I don't think they make it far, bro. I really don't think – I don't think they have it in them. Lamar Jackson's been figured out. They don't have a running game. They've lost some. Now they've lost a, a starting a starting tight end mm-hmm. last night against the Patriots. That's I a big see, deal. I mean, you know, I understand they're six and three, but I don't know. That's a team that I don't see. I don't see going very far in the playoffs. Which and you know and the Bills and Dolphins I think are are good teams. I think they're they're good enough to to beat. The Ravens, the Raiders probably could beat the Ravens right now, maybe. Uh, again, on on any given Sunday, any team can win. I agree with you. But remember, when we're talking about a Super Bowl contender, can you see that team winning two and three games? Can you see them going on the road and winning after winning a tough game at home the week before? That's where I think that's where the difference for me comes in between contender and pretender. Obviously, Kansas City, Kansas City can go on the road and win. Kansas City can be at home and win. Kansas City can fall behind 24 to 3 and win, right? We've seen it. So to me, they're a contender. Um, Indianapolis and Tennessee are too inconsistent for me to say, yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win three games to get to a Super Bowl. Same thing with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are doing well now. The last couple of weeks they've played well, their defense is playing well. But again, remember. You'd be putting your faith, you'd be calling a team with a rookie quarterback a contender. That means you would have faith in them to go two or three games and, and make it to the Super Bowl. And I just don't see that for them. I see them like I saw the Bills last year, a team that's going to make the playoffs, that has obviously taken a step forward, but they're still a year away and need some, and need some time to mature. I think we'll talk about Tua next year the way we talk about Josh Allen this year, right? He was your sleeper pick for MVP. He's certainly making his case. He's having a great season. And I think Tua is on that path, but not this year. The Dolphins are set up so fucking sweet because they're having a good season. They're six and three. And they hold the fucking Texans draft pick for next season. And the Texans are like two and seven or whatever the fuck their record are. Yeah. I mean, they are really set up, and two is playing well for a rookie. Yep, and and don't I'm forget excited about the Dolphins for next and, season. And don't forget, they're in a division 
where New England's got to do something or that's two wins. The Jets are awful, so that's two wins. So yeah. they're in a relatively easy division. Yeah. So and and and, and if they get to play and if they get to play the NFC East next year, that's four more wins. <laughs> Whoa, slow down. NFC East tell us slow down. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, we laugh about the NFC East on here every week, but that's the most exciting division in sports. I mean, look, if you have a team in that division, that division is exciting. And to me, it's exciting. And I mean, look, yesterday, the two big winners yesterday, the Giants winning a division game and basically tying at the top in, in terms of wins. And the Cowboys, they didn't lose. They're, you know, right. and, the, and the Eagles didn't win to go two wins ahead. So the Cowboys and the, uh, and the Giants are the big winners over the weekend. Um, what did you think about that uh, about that game? I know you watched that Giants Eagles game from beginning to bitter end. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I think the Giants. Look, I don't like to play the what if game, okay? But I'm gonna play it for the sake of this podcast. If fucking Evan Ingram would have held on to that football on that fourth down to ice the game a few weeks ago against the Eagles, mm-hmm. the Giants would have won. I mean, that was a very winnable game, okay? Yeah. And the following week, we play the fucking Bucks, And, I mean, we were beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I mean, yeah. we, were, in the, we were beating them. In that game to the very so, end. Until the very end. So, I mean, we could easily be looking at five in a row for the Giants, and this division might be out of reach. <laughs> you know five what I'm wins will put you pretty much at, uh, at the season win total for the winner. But, you know, the thing with the Giants, it's, it's, I think it's all about just getting better. And I think the way they've been playing, I think they're getting better. And I think Joe Judge is doing a fucking an amazing job. And, you know, they, I mean, they're in contention. And so are the Cowboys, you know. I think the Eagles and the, and the Giants have the harder schedule than the Cowboys do. So, I mean, the Cowboys are in it. You know what I mean? The problem like, with the Cowboys is the, the Cowboys don't have a quarterback. Well, yeah, but I mean, look, again, anything's fucking possible. They still have to play the Giants again. They still have to play the Eagles again, I believe. They yeah. still got to play the Redskins. I mean, and look, I, look, I said it. These division games, you never know how they're going to go. Look at Tennessee yeah, yeah. And, and look at look at the Titans and the Colts on Thursday night. Everybody had the Titans or, you know, a lot of yeah. – most of the people had the Titans. And in the second half, the fucking Colts just – you know, shut them down. So it, those division games can go either way, man. But I mean, I'm as a Giants fan, I'm excited, especially because the team is not getting. They're looking better. You know what I mean? Like I don't expect us to make a deep run into the playoffs if we even make it. I'm looking a little maybe next year, two years down down the road. So I'm excited for them. Yeah, no, and and I think with the Giants. Out of out of all four teams, they all suck, right? But the, I think there's the most optimism for the Giants because the Giants are a young team. They've got a young quarterback, and they're getting better. So you see a progression with them. The Eagles are the exact opposite. They are they have more talent, and yet they continue to regress every week. The Cowboys, the Cowboys don't have a quarterback. They've got I think. They've got some locker room issues, 
And then Washington is just flat out awful. I mean, they're just awful everywhere. They're, they're bad on offense. They're bad on defense. They have a great coach in Ron Rivera, but no talent at all. So if you look at those four teams, the, you know, the team that's having the best season, regardless of where this ends up right now, is the Giants. Even if the Eagles were to make the playoffs eventually or the Cowboys or even Washington, I think the Giants are having the best season in terms of what it means for their future. And so that is, uh, that is very, very good. Uh, let's go out to the NFC West. And the reason I want to go to the NFC West is because we had just an incredible football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Arizona Cardinals. I thought that game was over like three different times. The Josh Allen pass in the fourth quarter late in the game, I thought that was it. And it was a, it was a hell of a play. But then what DeAndre Hopkins did, my goodness. I mean, Houston fans must have been in tears watching that. That was, the, that was an incredible catch, one versus three, and he jumped about eight inches higher than everyone else, or he stretched out eight inches higher than everyone else, caught the ball at its absolute peak, came down amongst all those arms and legs flailing around and held on to it and won the game for the, uh, for the Cardinals on the last – play of the game just just incredible yeah that was a great game overall credit to Kyler Murray for getting out the pocket and making the throw because I mean he's that's getting overlooked because of the catch but the catch was just so amazing and the fact that it was over three people uh was is just fucking nuts that was I mean that was that was all I mean that's that's what D Hopkins does man he fucking just catches footballs that catch right there to me when you look at Arizona at six and three sitting atop that division, that catch to me crystallizes this season for the Cardinals and the Texans, right? The Texans could only muster seven points against the Browns yesterday. Granted, the weather was terrible, but seven points, and that was late in the fourth quarter. So they basically got shut out for three full quarters and changed, three and a half quarters. And their offense has been abysmal throughout the season. And now you've got Arizona who's putting up a lot of points. I mean, remember a couple of weeks ago, they played a game against the Seahawks where they were behind the entire game and ended up tying it late in the game and then winning it in overtime. So to me, that catch really points to not just who won the trade, but really how these seasons are going for these two teams that made that deal in the offseason. When I look at the standings, that catch is a difference between the Cardinals currently being the three seed to the Cardinals being out of the playoffs out. right now. Out. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, that is amazing. And their strength of schedule is the easiest amongst the whole NFC. The it's rest a of the way. Their strength of schedule is the, is the softest. The rest of the way. Right. In the whole NFC. Wow. So, Huge That's win for a, them. Huge. I mean, just a huge win for them. Yeah. Just incredible. And, you know, that the, the other thing that that game brings up, you know, we obviously we talk about Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger, these older guys. But, man, we got some young quarterbacks that can really, can really play the game. I mean, Kyler Murray had a great game. Two is playing well early on. Justin Herbert, uh, Herbert back out in, uh, out in L.A. for the Chargers is playing well. <laughs> Obviously, you've got Mahomes and 
and and uh, and Lamar Jackson, who are a little more established, but still relatively young guys. I mean, you've got a lot of good young quarterbacks. And we, we like to talk about the Phillip Rivers and the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers of the world. But, man, we got a crop of young guys that, that are going to be fun to watch. And that game yesterday showed it to us over and over again with those two guys. Yeah. Don't forget uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is also having a pretty de- decent season. Considering he doesn't have much help around him and a defense that, yeah. that really doesn't help, you know, he, they, the defense kind of puts him behind the eight ball quite a bit. Yeah, I think he's having a, good, a real good season. I just, hope, Steelers, I, I just hope he doesn't get the confidence beat out of him. Well, he, I mean, the Steelers did put him on his ass yesterday Ooh. plenty of times. You know, the Steelers have beaten the last three number one overall picks. <laughs> See, and you say their schedule's soft. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and you know, uh, staying in the NFC – and this is where I kind of – this is where when I say the, the NFL is a week-to-week league, but with this team, I think there's something to worry about, man. I don't know if this quarterback – I don't know if Russell Wilson can carry the Seahawks. I, I don't know. I think they have – they don't have a running game. And once you shut down DK, DK Metcalf, you know, that leaves Lockett. I mean, the Rams did a really good job at – at playing defense yeah. against the Seahawks yesterday, and and their defense is not very good, so that that's a team that kind of worries me going forward. To be honest yeah, it, with you, it, look, Russell Russell Wilson is an MVP caliber quarterback, but I mean, if you get a pass rush in his face and he can't run the ball, I mean, it's tough. And that defense is doing him no favors because again. He's got to he's got to go out and he's he has to feel like he has to score on every drive because yeah. his defense is doing zero. And when you face a team like the Rams, right, who have a very good defensive line, who have a decent secondary, it gets real tough. And that's what we saw yesterday, right? We saw a, a Seattle team that really got shut down. I mean, 16 points is not going to do it in the NFL of today. No, and uh, and you know it's they're they're really they have to find a way to bring back the Legion of Boom because defensively they are they are they have a lot of holes they do not look good anywhere they get zero pressure on the quarterback and that that's an issue in today's NFL. Yeah, that Legion of Boom era that's that's long and gone, bro. It's distant memory. Yeah. Um, now the other, the other team that I am now concerned about, I wasn't concerned before yesterday, but now I'm concerned is the saints. Now they won their game against San Francisco, a game that they were supposed to win. They won it relatively comfortable. Um, you know, they won by two touchdowns, no big deal. However, Drew Brees went down in that game and, um, come to find out he has, Two broken ribs. That's a problem because they don't have Teddy Bridgewater to back them up like they did in previous years. They've got Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston was bad in Tampa, and I think he's worse in New Orleans. That team and, and Taysom and Taysom Hill is he's not a, he's not an every down quarterback. He's your he's your little, you know, come in, give it a wrinkle, blah, blah, blah quarterback. 
without Drew Brees, that offense is sputtering. It's going to sputter. That's a problem. How many ribs does the human body have? Uh, 16? I think eight on each side. Well, he'll be fine. He's got fucking 14 other ribs. He'll be fine. Count them. Are you counting them? Hold I'm on. Trying. Hold on. One. Hold two, on. I got I to gotta move my fat out the way. I got to suck in my stuff. Four, five, six, seven. Seven? I failed science, so I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't take anatomy, so I don't know. But, I mean, and ribs don't heal like like that. Yeah. It, it takes a little time. Yeah. They're they're at seven and two. They're sitting atop their 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 division, but they've already used their bye week, right? So now they've got to play seven more weeks. And, All right, let's uh, see. Without Drew Brees, it's not going to be pretty. Well, I I, th- I think they can get by. Ed. They play the Falcons at Denver, at Falcons, at Eagles, before they play the Chiefs, Vikings, and Panthers. So if they can survive those next four games. They should be, they should be in the driver's seat for the number two seed. Yeah, right? even if even if they pick up three out of those four, right? That would be ten wins. You would think that would be good enough to make the playoffs, especially with no one, no no wild card coming out of the NFC East. Yeah, and I mean I agree with you about Jameis Winston, but I think the key with them is. I think Taysom Hill can be a, a decent fill-in for a few games, two, maybe three, only because – and the only reason I say that is because of who who has a hold of the playbook, and that's Sean Payton. I think right. he really maximizes the use of all of his players. And, his, his again, his playbook is just so out there sometimes that I think that's why they pay – Taysom Hill so much money and use him a lot. Again, only as a fill-in, and he can't be an every-down – he's not an every-down quarterback. So, maybe – and like I said, the, 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 the ease of those next four games, you know, they can get by. You can kind of put it on the back burner that, okay, Drew Brees is not here. We can, we can get by. You know what I mean? I hope so for their sake. Now, the other thing that could happen too is maybe once right now he plays, you know, however many downs, right? 10, 10 to 15 downs a game. And, you know, they bring him in for all the special package stuff when he's an every down quarterback and he's got to throw the ball, you know, and you mix in that, that those, those special plays, maybe he's a little bit better, but yeah, it's, it's dicey because those last three games are going to be tough. Now what I would what I would do if I was the Saints is I would have Jameis Winston take an eye test before every single snap to make sure that his vision is good. I I disagree. I think it's very easy with Jameis Winston. If you're at home and you're wearing black, you tell him you're on the road wearing white. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, that's true. I think that I think Sean Payton's overthinking it. You know, I think there's a very easy solution. That's it, huh? It, it could be. It could be. Uh, we've got the we've got the Vikings and Bears tonight in a in a in a division that to me is becoming more and more interesting. The the Packers lead at seven and two. They won a relatively easy game yesterday. 
uh, against the uh, was it the Jaguars they played yesterday? And now, now granted, the the Jaguars did make it closer towards the end, but still they won. They're seven and two. And you've got the Bears at five and four. Their bye week is coming up. The Lions at four and five. They have a bye week coming up. And the Vikings at three and five. And they they've already used their their bye week is already come and gone. The Vikings have to get on a run here if they're going to get in the playoff conversation. Like I believe they will. And I think it starts tonight against the Bears. Should be a good game. Who you got tonight? <laughs> I have no clue, man, because I don't trust the Bears. And, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins on primetime is not too um, – he sucks. He sucks yeah. on Monday Night Football. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah, it's – it's one of those is it's one of those games where it's like who do I trust less? Look at this. Kirk Cousins is 0-9 with 12 touchdowns and six interceptions on Monday Night Football. That's not two too bad. and three, two and three career record versus the Bears. Both games he won against the Bears, he did it with the Washington football team. And he's lost his last three starts versus the Bears as a Viking. Sounds like sounds like the Vikings are going to win this one easily. I mean, I, I I would lean Vikings because I think they have the better team. I just don't know if they have the better quarterback right now. They may not have the better quarterback, but I tell you what, they do have that's better. Dalvin Cook. They've got the best running back yeah. on the field, and that guy has been running like a man possessed. And that is what I am hoping uh, happens tonight, yeah. so that. My pick last week that the Vikings would make the playoffs comes true. They will definitely need this game. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to have it because now the, all of a sudden the Lions, you're behind, you're behind the Lions and the Bears pretty much. Pretty much at any point in your life, if you're behind the Lions, <laughs> you can't talk about the playoffs. You have to talk about passing the Lions first. Then you can talk about the playoffs. If you're behind the Lions – you're not making the playoffs because the Lions aren't making the playoffs. Lions haven't made right. the playoffs since 1962. Harry Sanders. Yeah. Did they even make the playoffs with him? I think, yeah, 94, I think. When they, I think they lost. They, well, I can't remember if they lost, they beat or lost to the Eagles. I think they played the Eagles in the first round. I don't know. It's been forever. That franchise is awful. Oh, no. Actually, wait. The Lions, the Lions made the playoffs a couple times in the, in the, in the 2000s. Against the Saints and the Cowboys. Now they lost both of those games, but they made the playoffs. It was a long time ago. Yeah, maybe, maybe, it, maybe that's what it is. Maybe they haven't won a playoff game since 1962. I don't know. Right. It's been a long time. I just don't put the Lions and playoffs in the same conversation. I put the Lions and Thanksgiving Day in the same conversation, but I don't put Lions and playoffs in the same conversation. Right. Yes, that that is a uh, a good way of putting it. Hey, going back to the um, – let's bounce back to the AFC. The, um, so, I got two questions for you about the Browns. One, one, do you think they're for real? Two, how angry do you think people were that, A, bet on the Browns minus four and a half, and, B, had Nick Chubb on their fantasy team? 
I'm going to answer your second question, question first because I think it's more interesting than, you know, talking about how good do we think the Bears are. But if I was in those shoes, if I had the fucking Browns and Nick Chubb and or Nick Chubb on my fantasy squad and I lost by, I don't know, 5.5 points, I would be really pissed off. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. Dude, when I saw that, the first thing I, the first thing I thought about was you. I think it was a couple of years ago. You had you had uh, Alvin Kamara on Monday night, and you were like point four points behind, and you lost by point three points because Alvin Kamara I think had two yards on the ground, and that was it. And I remember, a I don't play fantasy football because I'm a grown ass man, so a I laughed at you for caring about fantasy football, and then b. I laughed at you for losing like that. I thought it was hilarious. And that was the first thing I thought about when I saw that. Yeah, I haven't forgiven Peyton yet. Uh, <laughs> maybe one day I will. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I would be pissed, bro. I mean, he doesn't he have a touchdown incentive in his fucking contract? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> oh, I, that I, was I, hilarious. On top of that, the Texans don't have a timeout, okay? Right. So, in his mind, let the time run out. Well, this idiot runs out of bounds to stop the fucking clock. Right. You still got to run a play. He should have. He should have turned down the one yard line, ran across the field until someone hit him, and he'd have fallen into the end zone. And then I mean, everybody would have been happy. That's right. Nah, I, I would have been mad, bro. I definitely, <laughs> I would have been mad. Absolutely. Wouldn't you be mad? Oh, I'd have been irate. I would have been irate. I'd have been like, that's unfucking believable You know, Texans fans had to be like, I'm surprised they didn't have a parade for Nick Chubb today. <laughs> Texans fans that I bet on that game were like, yeah. Yeah, I, I would have hopped on a flight to Cleveland and find out where Nick Chubb is staying and be like, Bro, what the fuck are you doing? And and the funny thing is, when he was running that down that sideline, because it was a long run, it was like a sixty yard run. He's running down, he is hauling ass, right? Yeah. No one is catching that guy. He's running it like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hit pay dirt. And then at the very last second, he dips out. He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cleveland minus four and a half fans, or I should say, betters were like, yes. <laughs> well, the same thing with the Bills and Cardinals game. That was a bad beat. If you yeah. took the, if you took the, if you took the Cardinals minus three, because they end, they went for a kneel down on the extra point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's, that's right. that spread was three. I think it. I I saw it at two and a half at one point, which would have pissed yeah. people off even more, right? Right, at least, exactly. At least exactly. at three, you're exactly. like, okay, I'm going to tie. Right. But at two it's and a half, you're like, man. I'm going to win. Huh? I said it's called a push. Yeah. <laughs> tie, push, whatever. But, yeah, uh, yeah, bad. that's so part I, of gambling back, for you. Back to my original question. Are the Browns for real? They are at six and three right now. Uh, I believe they are in a playoff spot. Is that right? One, two, no. three, four, five. I mean, they're tied for that for that wild card. There's five teams well, at six and three. They're one of them. I don't know how the tiebreaker work, shakes out, but they're obviously pretty close. 
Uh, are so they for Baltimore, real? What do you think? Well, Baltimore wins the tiebreaker over Tennessee and Cleveland. Okay, so Cleveland would be the number eight seed. Now, if if there is a uh, hold, hold, hold on, Alex. So just to recap, you've got the Colts, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Titans. All at six and three. The Browns and the Titans would be on the outside looking in. So my question to you again, are the Browns for real? Do the Browns make the playoffs? All right, Call man. your shot. Here's my hot take. The Cleveland Browns are absolutely contenders. They are Super Bowl contenders. They are better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They can't be contenders. They can't be they Super are. Bowl contenders. You said right. the only team that can make the Super Bowl out of the AFC is the Chiefs. Therefore, there are no contenders other than the Chiefs. No, no. The Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders, and then there's contenders to be good, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Contenders to be good? Yeah, no, nah, I don't know, man. The Cleveland No, I I'm mean, I, I, I don't even see them really pulling off an upset. You know, if, like, if they were to make the playoffs, they, they would have to play the Chiefs, Bills. I don't think they – I don't think they could be any of those teams, bro. Maybe Baltimore. They could probably be Baltimore. I disagree. I don't, I don't think they can be – out of all those teams that we named that are in the playoffs, I don't think they could beat any of them. Maybe the Dolphins, but that's about it. You know, with those, with those, uh, with the new rule, in case they have to reschedule a game, they're going to add an eighth team. The Browns would make the playoffs right now. That'd be great. I think they should add the. I think they should have eight teams. I, I think the whole thing about having seven and one team get to buy, either have six and have two teams get a buy, or have eight and no one get a gets a buy. I think the whole. I don't know why they went to seven. Just go straight to eight. You know you want to anyway. You know you're going to. Yeah, I don't know. I guess either way doesn't bother me. This way doesn't bother me. I mean, you know, if you've earned – if you if you have been the best team in the NFL, right, best record or whatever, and you get – you know, you're the only team that gets a bye, then that's fine. I mean – I really don't care. It's whatever. Oh well. Um, um, anything else? But yeah, I can't. I can't see the the Browns really going anywhere. So I don't think so. I agree with you. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, so out of else? those, out huh? of those six and three teams, besides the Browns, don't count the Browns because they're not in the playoffs. Out of those six and three teams, right? Colts, Raiders, Dolphins, Ravens. Which team do you see going the furthest? The furthest, right? Like, I guess winning at least one game? Well, I, I think to me it's the Ravens. I, I think the Ravens are the best team in that, in that group of six and three teams. And, and, here's, and here's, the, here's the real tiebreaker for me. They have the be- they're the best coach team out of, the, out of that group. And so when you get to the playoffs, to me, that means a lot, right? When you have a coach like John Harbaugh, I, I think that that's very important, and that goes a long way. So for me, it's easy. Out of those six and three teams, 
I like I like the Ravens the most. I like Tennessee because I know they can run the ball and they have a good coach as well. I like Indianapolis because they have good they have a good offensive line. They can run the ball, throw the ball, and they also have a good coach. So to me, those three teams are pretty close. But my favorite, or I should say, the one that I have the most faith in, would be the uh, the Ravens. The Ravens, huh? Well, how about they you? Would have to play, they would have to play the Chiefs in the first round. That's a that's a tall task, right there. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would, that would be tough. Uh, out of those four, ooh, the Dolphins kind of scare me, bro. The Dolphins would be a team that I would not like. If I'm the Colts, I don't want to play the Dolphins because that 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 would be the I would not want to play the Dolphins. That, that yeah. defense, I think, is really legit. Brian Flores from the Belichick tree is, 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 you know, is doing a heck of a job, man. I mean, that was, you know, they finished pretty decent last season in the second half. And, yeah. So. And, here's, and here's the other thing you got to remember. They really are a team to look out for because their schedule, Jets, Bengals, then they have to play the Chiefs. That's a tough one. Patriots, which is winnable. Raiders and then the Bills to finish off the season. So they, they get to build a little more momentum with the Broncos and Jets before they get into the tough part of their schedule. And, yeah. you know, it'll be real interesting to see how they fare come December against the Chiefs. And the, the game against the Raiders could be basically an, a playoff game in week 15 or week 16. Yeah. Wow, those – I mean, yeah, anything could happen with those six and three teams because as easy as the schedule that you just ran off on the on the Dolphins, the Colts have the Packers, Titans again, then the Texans, and then the Raiders. So – Wow. It, the AFC is going to be fun. There's a lot of good teams there. And, and unfortunately, two of them are going to be on the outside looking in. And and don't blink because the Patriots are four and five. And remember, they've gone through a lot of this COVID stuff, but now they're coming out on the other side of it. And they still have the Jets on their schedule. So, you know, they, they may have some easy games in, in tow as well. The problem is they got to make up two games. But, I mean, they've got the Texans next week, then the Cardinals, which is a tough one. But then they've got the Chargers, the Rams, the Dolphins, the Bills, and they finish off with the Jets. So, you know, they, they have they have a you know, they have a few easy games in there, but they have a few tough yeah. ones. But again, that's a team I think that's getting healthy. I mean, but I think the way we have to look at it is what what's it gonna take? Like how many wins are they gonna need to get in? Because they they have a lot of teams uh ahead of them. Over. Yeah, I mean you're looking what are they, four and five? Yeah. Shit. They may need to win five. They may need to win ten, ten games. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they pretty much have to go six and one the rest of the way. That's yeah, a maybe, tough road maybe, to hope. Maybe nine and seven, right? Finish nine and seven? Maybe. Because remember, those teams above them are going to play each other as well. And so right. they're, they're going to beat they're going to beat each other up. The Raiders seem to play everyone in that, in, in that group. So I think the Raiders have the, probably the toughest road. So let's say nine and seven sneaks them into the playoffs. 
They can beat the Texans. The Cardinals, do they beat the Cardinals, the Patriots? Where's that game? It's it's in New England. Yeah. I kind of like the Patriots. They they could win that game. They should be able to beat the Chargers. That's 3-0 right there. At the Rams, I don't think they're beating the Rams. I think the Rams are. Yeah, not in L.A. And then they got to go to Miami after that. That's a, that's a game they could win. They beat Miami earlier in the season. That's the third game on a on a back to back on on I'm sorry on that's the third road game back to back. That's tough. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road, but I think they're gonna be a tough out for people to get around. Like all those teams that have to play, that have to play the Patriots. They're not going to want to see the Patriots at that point in the season because, again, I think that's a team that suffered with the COVID early on, and I think they're starting to get healthy, and that's going to, that's going to make them a tough out again. One, two, let's see. Win, win, three, four. Yeah, I think they get, I think they get to eight wins, eight and eight. That's what I'm predicting for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they it'd be a bit of a miracle if they pulled it off, but again, they're they're not a bad football team. They've got a great coach, they're getting healthy. Strange things could happen. That's right. You never ever know. <laughs> what else you got? In the uh, NFL. I guess uh are we done with the NFL? I don't know what else. No, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you had anything else that uh, I think we've touched on just about everything. What do you think about these uh, James Harden rumors to the Brooklyn Nets and possibly the the Philadelphia 76ers? There is nothing in the <laughs> NBA that would make me happier than James Harden to the Nets. As much as you troll Houston fans about James Harden, for him to end up on the Nets and you have to root for him, poetic justice. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, I'm praying to God it doesn't happen because I just don't want to see it happen. And I really don't want to fucking root for the guy. And I'm probably not going to root for the guy. I don't want him on the Nets. I don't want him on the Nets. I don't want him on the Nets. I, I believe that. But if he ends up on the Nets, you're rooting for him. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, no, I can't. I don't know. That's going to be hard. Trust me, it's going to be hard. You're going to root for him just like you do root for Kyrie and Kevin Durant. You're going to root for him. Look, there's going to be there's going to be a small point, part. There's going to be a point. small. There's going to be a small part of you that's going to be like. I hope Kyrie hits the winning shot and not James Harden. But when James Harden hits the winning shot, you're going to be like, yay, James Harden. When Kyrie Irving and or Kevin Durant hit the game-winning shot, I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, that's KD. When James Harden hits it, I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cheering for what's on front of the jersey. And that's for the Brooklyn Nets, and that's it. Yeah, that's, it that, that's, that's exactly how it's going to go. When, uh, when Kevin Durant hits the game winner, you're going to be like, I love KD. When James Harden hits the game winner, you're going to be like, I love the Nets. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are going to go down. They're going to miss the whole season. And James Harden is going to fucking carry the Nets to a title. 
Uh, a title's a title, man. I I 100% am against that that trade that move for the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think. I think it really benefits the Rockets. Oh yeah. If I'm the Rockets, I mean, you almost got to do it. But the Nets, I don't think that's what they need right now. Uh, I think it would benefit more the the 76ers making that move. I think him and Ben Simmons would be a really good backcourt. Who who do the Sixers trade for him? I mean, Embiid's got to be the top piece, right? Um, And then you just just trade away other pieces. You really think a Simmons-Harden, Batman and Robin works? I don't think so. Yeah, because I think we've seen that the Embiid and Simmons, Batman and Robin, doesn't work. So maybe I agree with now, you there. Maybe now, maybe now, you know, you got a player like James Harden who, who can put up points and now can run the court with Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is a really good basketball player. He's got the one fault. That you is can't something shoot. You, you can't shoot, but that's something you can develop. He's got so many other intangibles. He's a good fucking basketball player. He's a good basketball. He's a good basketball player, in spite of the fact that he can't shoot. But he will never develop a shot, and therefore he'll never be a great player. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think he really needs to shoot the ball that much. You know, and, and and now with Harden on the team. Well, yeah. You know, you need to shoot. You know, he doesn't need to shoot it at all. And, uh, you know, I, I think that would be a nice move. And the Sixers need to unload Al Horford's contract, too, because he's making a shitload of jack. I think the Sixers, Sixers can make some moves that can, you know, Here, benefit Ben he, he, Here's the thing. For the Nets, I think it's a terrible move. I think I think I, I barely think that Kyrie and KD can coexist because of the egos. If you throw another ego and another person who needs the basketball, I think you're gonna have problems. I I, I just don't think that will work in, in Brooklyn. I think it's a terrible idea for the Nets. And uh, for the Sixers, I think the Sixers need to get rid of Simmons, not Embiid. But the problem is no one's going to want Simmons, not, not for what the Sixers are looking for. Um, if, if Harden goes over there, if Harden goes over to the Sixers and, and they, they lose Embiid, the Sixers have just become the Rockets of the East. A good team that's just not going not, not gonna to go far. Yeah. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. You also got to remember, you know, Doc Rivers is there, and he may not win an, an NBA final, but he finds a way to keep teams in the playoffs somehow. So, you know, I think that that could work out. I, I think Simmons is the keeper, bro. I think Simmons is the keeper. I just I just don't think he's going to be a great player. I mean, how, how many how many years is, how many years has he been in the league now? Four? Uh, like, he might be going into his fourth. And he still can't shoot? I mean, isn't that kind of like an important thing for a basketball player? That's like saying a baseball player can't throw. What? Yeah, I mean, it's no different than Embiid being out for, you know, 20-plus games a year. I mean, at it's least different, right? That, that's an injury issue, right? 
that's a that's a different issue. But I mean, like, how can you be? How can you be? How can people? How can people talk about this guy being a key component of a, of a basketball team and he can't shoot? And I'm not talking about he can't shoot three pointers. He can't even make mid range jumpers. How does that I, happen? I, I, no, I, I agree with you, but that is something that he can develop and get better at. You know what I'm saying? Like Alex, shooting. It's been, it's been three years, and he still hasn't gotten any better. Well, I mean, he actually shot a couple threes last season, so he's progressed, and he's made one. So it's a progression. So, I, so I, if, I he, if he plays, if he plays another eighty years, he'll make one a game. Yeah. See, I mean, it's not so bad. Watch out, man. I think I think Ben Simmons is. Uh, I think he'll he'll really develop in the coming years, like next this season, next season. I think he'll really start to shoot the ball more and get comfortable doing so. So we'll see. I'm we'll excited see. for the NBA because this is the time of the year where fucking rumors start flying, trades start happening. Chris Paul is now in fucking Phoenix with Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I think that's I think that's a pretty nice move for Phoenix. I mean, I don't know. That is a good move for them not going to make them content. I mean, they may be contenders. I don't know. But it's not going to make it an NBA Finals team. But, I mean, you know, it's it definitely takes the load off Booker. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm excited yeah. for the NBA. Yeah, I, I, I think that is a good move for the Suns. Yeah. And, you know, that's a very young team. Having that presence of, of Chris Paul, a, a proven leader, I think that'll help. That'll help the development of that team. Did you see all the picks that the Thunder got back or that they have stacked from now till 2026? How many? I don't know the exact number, but I think they have something like 17 first-round picks. Wow. Now, that is all fine and dandy, but collecting assets only gets you so far. Like, Although unless you think you're going to draft unless, – unless you believe you're going to draft the next – MJ, LeBron, Kobe in the draft. You know what I'm saying? Like the next Durant, the well, next Kyrie. Here's the, here's the thing. If they have that, know. you know, if they have 15 first round picks over the next five years, obviously at some point, I mean, they've got them spread out, right? So they could pick up a LeBron or an MJ type of player, right? If they see one. But also, you can package that for you know, a, 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 a current asset, right? A, a, a real, you know, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but, you know, a Giannis or, or, or whomever, right? So it, it's possible that, uh, that, that, I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to use all those picks. Not, not yeah, in probably. the draft. They're going to package it and get something else for it at some point. There's no way they're going to draft that many first rounders. That would, that would be insane. Imagine yeah, what they no did. Way. A full Actually, roster of first-round picks. Now that you mention Giannis, I wonder if the fucking Thunder try to package up some picks and say, you know, maybe just pick up just to see, test the waters right with the Bucks and see what they do. I mean, I don't see why not. It's worth it. Actually, I think that would be a perfect place for Giannis because those fans, I mean, they fucking loved 
Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and Paul George. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a it's not a bad place. It's not a bad to place to. It's not a bad place to play. The problem is it has. It doesn't have a good reputation, right? It's not like Miami or LA or Boston yeah. for some reason. So, who yeah, knows? True. Who knows? All right, man. You ready to wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. All righty. As always, folks, if you want to reach out to us and uh, talk football, or uh, or basketball, or baseball, or any of the sports, or you want to talk about hair color. Whatever. You can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If they want to get a hold of you, Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And you can reach me on Twitter as well at emontana 21 With that, we've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening, watching, however it is that you choose to consume this podcast. I hope everyone has a great week. We're We're barreling down towards Thanksgiving. Please stay safe out there. And as always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Ace.